Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Hi there. Today is Thursday, February the 23rd. This is the Illuminated Word, and I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to continue looking at the idea of the final judgment as we are moving towards Sunday, where Chris will preach on the basics of judgment. But today for our reading, we'll be in Matthew chapter 25. I'm supposed to read verses 31 through 34, but I want to read verses 31 through 46. It's a very popular section of uh, section of scripture, uh, talked about a lot, uh, lots of sermons preached on it, and yet probably one of the hardest sections of scripture to really put into practice, to really accept. We want to kind of water it down sometimes, but let's, let's read through it first, starting in verse 31 of chapter 25. Jesus says, But when the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit upon his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered in his presence, and he will separate the people as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will place the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you fed me. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me into your home. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you cared for me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then these righteous ones will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you as a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will say, I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, the least of these brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. Then the king will turn to those on the left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you did not feed me. I was thirsty, and you did not give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you did not invite me into your home. I was naked, and you did not give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, when did we ever see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or or naked or sick or in prison and, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth, when you refused to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go into eternal life. Again, it's a fairly popular section of scripture. We know about the goats and the sheep separated to the right and to the left and Jesus's judgment against both sides when I read this passage of scripture the first thing that comes to mind and what I consider to be the most important thing out of the scripture is the phrase it doesn't matter what you say it doesn't matter what you say when I was younger you know teens Maybe a little bit younger than that. I was a I was a huge pro wrestling fan. Uh, maybe that diminishes the way you see me or your thoughts about me. But it is what it is. We all have skeletons in our closets that we don't want to let out, right? Well, I'm letting one out. I was a, a huge pro wrestling fan and uh, 
came on the heels of you know the Hulk Hogan era and everything. And really, I was into the 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 Rock, Stone Cold, The Undertaker. You know that era of wrestling. One of my favorites was The Rock. Of course, now most people know him today as Dwayne Johnson, but uh, I know him as The Rock. He will always be The Rock. But one of his taglines or one of his things he would always do when he's talking to someone else is he'd ask them a question. He'd say, uh, you know. Uh, who do you think you are? Um, you know, what do you think about that? Uh, what do you say? And then when they would go to respond it, respond to his question, he'd always say, "It doesn't matter what you think or say or do or whatever." And so when I when, when I was reading this, I thought to myself, uh, you know, Jesus could use that line almost <laughs> being like, you know, it doesn't matter what you said. What matters is what you do. What matters is your actions. A couple things about this passage is one, notice every uh, positive judgment and negative judgment was all physical things that we do. Physical things that could be done. And so he says, I was hungry and you fed me. That's a physical thing. That's taking care of that need. That's getting up and doing something. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. You gave me clothing. You cared for me. You visited me. These are things that involve action. These are things that involve getting up and doing. This would tie directly into how James talks about our faith and how our faith and deeds go hand in hand. Not that we do things to be saved, but we do because we are saved. We work out of our faith. We know that you know God loves us and God has given us everything we have. And so we want to provide and, and give to those in need and do what God has called us to do. Not so that we can boast about how great we are, but so that, that others can know that as well. And, and we want to just give because we've had so much given to us. And so you go back to Jesus' words and this, this picture, this final judgment. And we're going to be judged on what we have done. Not necessarily what we have said. I think this is, a, this is a tough one. This is a tough one for us to really talk about and think about. Because our gut reaction a lot of times is, well, I'll keep you in prayer. I'll be praying for you to find a way out of this. I'll be praying that God will provide. And not there's anything wrong with praying, but you know sometimes we might be the answer to these to these people's prayer. I mean, could you imagine you know a, a, the scene playing a little bit differently? Uh, you know, when Jesus said, uh, you know, when you uh, all these things you you didn't do when you didn't do to the least of these, you didn't do it to me. Could you imagine those goats coming back and saying, "But Lord, we we said we pray for them. You know, we saw someone who was in need, and, and we saw someone who was." You know, hungry, and we prayed that God would provide some food for them. But, but maybe, maybe you were the answer to their prayer for some food. There, there has to be an action. We have to put some skin in the game. We got to get our hands dirty when it comes to to being involved in our community, being involved with the people that we live next door with. We can't just close our doors and pretend like they don't exist. We can't just close our eyes and pretend like the needs are not there because even though our eyes are closed and our doors are closed, the need is still there. The people still there. And so to show the love of Christ to people, we have to get our hands dirty. 
we're going to have to get outside and do something. Meeting that need in some form or fashion. You know, I think this passage kind of establishes some ground rules for what really matters in life, what our life is really all about. And that is describing really the standards that he's going to use to invite some into his kingdom and he's going to deny admission to others. And so again, when we feed the hungry or give a drink to the thirsty or invite a stranger into our home or give clothing to the needy or visit the sick or imprisoned, we're not only caring for those who need help, but we're also literally caring for Jesus. So what we do for the least of these defines our life. doesn't matter what we say. What matters is what we do. And so we can say we care about people and we can say we want to provide and take care of needs and, and show the love of Christ. But is that lived through our actions? Are we showing people something that matches with what we're saying to people? And so just sitting and, and praying for people, prayer is, is awesome. Prayer is powerful. Don't get me wrong. Don't close this podcast right now and say, well, that guy was teaching heresy because that's not what I'm doing at all. Prayer is a powerful thing and is needed and we should cover everything in prayer. But action is also important. We can pray for people. How about this? What if instead of we seeing somebody uh, with a need and then we say, oh, I'm going to pray for you. What if we started our day by praying to God that he would send somebody to us? So we start with a prayer. So prayer is powerful and we believe in the power of prayer. and We believe that power a prayer is, is effective. And so we pray, God, send somebody to me today that is in need and I can meet that need and show them your love. Oh, that's, that's prayer and that's action. And then have our eyes open and our hearts open to see those people and to give whatever it is that we can give. And we give not out of obligation and not so that we can brag about how great we are and how giving we are, but we give because we know that everything we have has been given to us by God first and foremost. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to the Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time. Maybe you learned something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. Until next time you listen to the Illuminated Word, have a blessed day.